0: It's uh, Tuesday, 21 March, year of our Lord, 2023. Uh, welcome to the War Room for our second hour here in the morning. We have two hours in the afternoon also, and that makes it – it's even tough with four hours a day to get to everything that needs to be gotten to. We've got a lot to do in this hour. Ed Dow is going to join us here in a second. Uh, Redfield gave an interview this morning. We're going to play parts of about the uh, about the pandemic, about the vaccines, about all of it that you got to hear. Cortez, I know you get got to bounce. I want to talk about this Queens – Situation. In fact, if we can get, I think we've got some of the photos from Queens, or you can make sure that Cameron gets them to to Denver right now. I want to talk about Leon Cooperman just for a second. He's one of the uh, former head of trading at Goldman, a a, uh, a titan of the oligarchs on Wall Street. He's got a reality check of a lot of the happy talk. He, he's talking about the equity yeah. market being down as much as twenty two percent this year in twenty twenty three. And Cooperman's no guy that. Uh, he gets emotional sometimes in these TV interviews, but he's he's as steely-eyed as you can possibly be when it comes to the market. Right. Give me your assessment of Leon Cooperman right now, sir.
1: Yeah, he's, he's uh, on the tape with some incredibly pessimistic and bearish comments. About the economy and about how deep the recession is going to be. Uh, And Leon Kuberman, you're exactly right. He's a hedge fund titan, Omega Advisors. But he's not MAGA, okay? Not at all. Very much establishment-style politics. But here's his quote. Let me tell you what he just said. It's kind of textbook. We have a self-induced crisis by irresponsible fiscal and monetary policy. Irresponsible fiscal, and monetary policy, coming from Leon Kuberman. Uh, He is spot on. And I think, unfortunately, he's probably also spot on about his prognostications of even worse pain to come. You know, that's again, the why I want to encourage the audience to adopt a sense of urgency. You know, uh, you mentioned Queens, New York, Steve, in my speech there in Queens, New York, to a fantastic Republican club, and I've got a lot of these Lincoln Day dinners coming up. They're fantastic events. I always try to exhort people that the days of complaining on your couch are over. Okay, because the hour is late and the clock is ticking. I think we can reclaim our republic. It's not too late, uh, but it's almost too late because we are largely an oligarchy. Unfortunately, this current financial crisis is once again proving that to people, opening people's eyes. Uh, But the time to complain on your couch is over. It is a time for action, and specifically The action right now can take the form of, in terms of fighting this financial crisis, making sure that the GOP House does the right thing in the debt limit negotiations. That will be a first massive step in reclaiming sanity for the American people and getting us back on a path to prosperity for regular people instead of this poverty that we are continually descending into, particularly for working and lower income folks.
0: Go back to the beginning of Cooperman's because it's your theory. These are created crises. This did Correct. not have to happen. There's no there's no natural law in the universe of physics. Yeah. Remember, Donald Trump, right. particularly for the audience and for the other liberals, I know, progressives that watch this, the guys, the people that hate the sound of his name and are just going to glory in him, um, this bogus indictment in New York, are going to glory in, in all that. Remember— Four years of peace and prosperity in a very trying time. Mm-hmm. Would you not rather yeah. have that? When Leon Cooperman, who ain't no fan of Trump and no fan of MAGA, when he mm-hmm. sits there and gives the thesis of Steve Cortez, is saying this was this crisis did not have to happen. Did Coop, just go back yeah. to the beginning and read it to me again. Sure, it's such you music so to my guess. ears.
1: This is Leon Cooperman. It's kind of like textbook. We have a self-induced crisis by irresponsible fiscal and monetary policy. Self-induced crisis. From Leon Kuberman. Uh And again, he's not somebody who shares our politics, but I think he's exactly, well, but, but, yeah.
0: when, he's exactly correct yeah. here. When you say fiscal monetary, let's, let's take – when you say fiscal monetary, they mean Janet Yellen, Joe Biden, the 18 Republicans in the Senate, the collaborations that voted for this, Jay Powell and all the clowns at, uh, at, uh, at the Fed, the FDIC, all of them. All of your betters, and all the money we've been spending, the six point eight trillion he wants to spend on this budget, all pay for it, not worth crap. OK, this was this was created by those very people. And Mitch McConnell is at the head of the group here. That's the that's the Lindsey Graham uniparty. I want to play that Graham thing. So people, their heads would blow up. Right. That's the Lindsey Graham or, c- continual forever wars in total. No sovereignty in your country. Total amnesty. Flood your country uh, with either illegal aliens or, or immigrants that compete with Americans for jobs. Right. And I have no problem with immigration whatsoever when it's done in a controlled basis at the proper time. Now's not the time. Now's not mm-hmm. the time. The American people, the working. Class, if you're a wage earner, you're about to get crushed and you're going to start seeing massive layoffs in white collar and white collar folks. So don't think you're immune to this. This is going to hit the uh, the the uh, the uh, less um, uh, skilled workers. OK, it's going to hit them harder. But it's, and you're going to have this massive regressive tax, the regressive tax called the burning inflation. Uh, Cortez, uh, and I want to give Queens a shout-out. There are thousands thousand close. So what people say, what can we do today? Here's what you need to do. You need to arm yourself. We, we could, The activist base around this country and this show is on fire. You're winning at these GOP levels. You're taking it back. It's tough work. But also, in addition, you have to immerse yourself in understanding. You have to give you the links. We'll do the Sharvey Day. We want to make sure you're as smart as possible to understand they can't pull anything on you. We're going to be here to make sure that you get the information is laid out. Uh, share, you should download the podcast. Give us a review. Share the podcast. Share the clips. Become a force multiplier. It's totally free. Do all, Never be a paywall here at the War Room. Make sure you, make sure you get all the information out. Uh, give us a review. Also, go to birchgold.com slash ban totally free. Get the three-part series, particularly read, read all three. It's all about money and about the politics of money, and now you get the debt ceiling. And Steve Cortez is absolutely correct. And it's taking – remember, you heard it here first. It's what uh, Vote and I worked on in the summer of seventeen, the prioritization of payments. Mm-hmm. Actually, I learned it kind of in the 2011 and 2000, I think thirteen fight. We've had two fights on this before. Um, but remember, uh, that's, that's now becoming a thing. How did it become a thing? Because you made it a thing. You called your congressman. You started putting your shoulders to the wheel. Now, all of a sudden, prioritization of payments is something they have to deal with. They're going to run around and scream, it's terrible. You can't do it. It's, you know, you're going to prioritize Japanese banks and insurance companies over Americans. Hey, they can't worm away from it. These concepts are going to continue to push and make it part of the conversation that they have to deal with. Uh, Cortez, how do people get to your content and particularly want to know your uh, speaking schedule? you got to put that up so people that can go and see these Lincoln Day dinners. Or these Lincoln-Reagan dinners now are, are fantastic. It gives you a chance to get out there in the community and meet people. We love doing them, too. Um, we don't do enough. Uh, but, Cortez, how do people get to you?
1: You bet. Yeah, please find me on the Twitter. I am at Cortez Steve, Cortez with an S. Thank you very much.
0: Thanks, brother. Fantastic. Let's play some of the, I got I got Dowd, and but and Dowd's here to talk to the, the capital markets, but I wanted him to talk about the excess deaths, which is he's the guy that broke this. But let's hear Redfield for a second. Let's play a couple of minutes of this and we'll bring you to doubt in.
3: Dr. Redfield, I think a lot of people might say, "Well, okay, we don't know exactly for sure which of these two hypotheses it is." Uh, policy, maybe policy changes should happen to guard against to, uh, both of them. You know, if we, if there were, we, we, there's only maybe so much we can do about wet mar- open wet markets in in China, but if we had them in the U.S., we would close them. Uh, we would also maybe renew the moratorium on gain of function research, which expired in 2018. My understanding is some exceptions were. Great. Granted anyway under that moratorium. Um, Dr. Fauci was, was deposed on this issue and, and, and gave some inclination that he might have personally signed off on some exceptions, but now that moratorium no longer exists. Do you think we should re implement a moratorium on this research like today? <laughs>
4: Yeah, I mean, the reason that I've taken the position that I've taken, you know, I, I just prefer to stay out of the public eye and been there, done that. But I took this position because I feel very strongly that we need to have a moratorium on gain of function research. I told you that the great pandemic is coming. I think it, it's gonna come not from spillover. It's gonna become from gain of function research or intentional bioterrorism, right? It's gonna be a bird flu virus that is manipulated to be able to transmit human to human, very similar to what we saw with the COVID. You know, in 2014, that laboratory published that they finally learned how to take their COVID virus and have it bind to the H2 receptor in humanized mice, and therefore it could go human to human. I mean, they did the experiments. They published them in in 2014. And now we see that there's a COVID virus which is, I think, has a n- number of signature sequences in it that aren't normal, the fear and Cleavage site, the fact that they use the nucleotide triplet for arginine that humans use, not bats use, the fact that COVID right now can barely infect bats, but it can infect humans, I should tell you that there's a lot of evidence that this virus was manipulated to be able to be highly transmissible among humans. I think it was done probably as part of a biodefense program that largely was trying to make a vaccine vector that would be used for good purposes. But unfortunately, that virus escaped and it was highly transmissible. Do, doc, Dr. Redfield Dr. <clears throat> Redfield, Dr.
0: Redfield, you, Dr. Redfield, you, Dr. Redfield, has been so explosive. Please don't, don't pivot, no, 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 no. There's not a biodefense, pro- that's the cover they use. Um, that's about as explosive – I'm going to play that again later, maybe in the evening show, to spend more time on it. That is about as explosive as you can possibly get. He says the great pandemic is is, is about to come. Uh, and, and I'm going to get uh, – let me get Ed Dowd in here for a second. Ed, how much does that show you? By what he's talking about – and this is why – we got to stop playing. The games they play up here on Capitol, oh, it's, it's in a raccoon dog. They just put out it's a raccoon dog. It could be a raccoon dog. That's a lie. From the very first day that this, the war, we, we pivoted from war impeachment, which we were ahead of the curve, to war and pandemic, which we were ahead of the curve by half a year. We said on the very first show in here was a naval intelligence officer in, uh, he had been in Beijing as a naval intelligence officer and in Shanghai. Uh, and speaks perfect Mandarin uh, and reads Mandarin. This is a – this is a no, the Wuhan sector is where the PLA from the, from the Civil War back in the 1940s have always had their medical centers. It's always – it's been there. It's been Wuhan. It's known. That was a bioweapons lab, and their cover is, oh, we're just looking for – to do biological defense. That is a lie. It's an offensive – as he said in the first part, it's an offensive biological weapon that they tested – and made sure they could go human to human transmission. Okay? Remember that. We're gonna come back to that. That is pure signal. Now Dr. Redfield then tries to cover it and say, well, you know, it's a biodefense that inadvertently and I don't I don't say they released it on purpose. That part of it I don't know is a fact. I do know it got out of that lab, and after it got out of lab they exacerbated the spread of that. Ed Dowd, how much you spent so much of your time away from being a Wall Street guy to look at the math of the of the excess deaths relate to the vaccines, as your theory of the case is. How much does that chill you to the bone, knowing how much damage we did on the first one to have a guy like Redfield say, the great pandemic is not here yet, sir?
2: Well, I, I, I view all of that as a limited hangout. The bottom line is this, the great pandemic is already here. The, 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 the data I'm gonna show you is pretty alarming. We've got three buckets. we got excess deaths, we've got disabilities, and what I'm about to present are injuries. We're going to come out next week with an economic damage report from the vaccines. It's an alarming number. It's going to be multiples of the revenues that Moderna and Pfizer made. But if if you allow me to go through this data, I'm going to I'm going to show that basically uh, we got a problem, in Houston, and it's a big one. And um, it's uh, we we analyze uh, from the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics absence rates and work time uh, hours lost. So absence rates. Are uh, you know, an instance where you miss work, it's kind of as, as a unit of one.
0: Okay, uh, we got Redfield's explosive uh interview at over at the Hill newspaper, their show, I think it's called Rising. Uh, we're going to get to that. We've got uh, a lot of we're going to have Mike Davis and Boris here on the president's this situation in New York. We're going to make sure that's all deconstructed for you. Incredible polling out. Morning consults over at Politico, no friend of Donald Trump's got a new poll out. Donald Trump, I think 54%. Uh, Ron DeSantis, I think 26%. We're gonna show all that. Short commercial break, be back in a moment. We rejoice
5: when there's no more. Let's take down the CCP.
0: buy gold and get a free safe to store it in. That's right, on qualifying purchases from Birch Gold Group now through March 31st. They'll ship a free safe directly to your door. Just text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 to get your free info kit on gold and to claim eligibility for your free safe. Here's the deal. The Fed keeps raising rates because it's the only tool they have to keep inflation under control. And guess what? It's not working. You can't spend your way out of inflation. You've seen the impact on the stock market. You've seen the impact on your savings. Hedge inflation by owning gold. Let me repeat that. Hedge inflation by owning gold. Whether physical gold and silver in your own safe or through an IRA in precious metals where you can hold real gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account. Birch Gold has an a rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied customers. Text Bannon to 989898 for your free info kit on gold. And to claim eligibility for your free home safe by March 31st on qualifying purchases. Again, text Bannon to 989898. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. So, Ed, we're, we're trying to sort these charts out, but just walk people through until I show the math up. You, you've got another element. You've already done, and you wrote a book about the excess deaths, correct? Correct. From the vaccine. The, the, give us the, uh, just walk us through just basically the math on the excess deaths so I can use that as a predicate to then walk through the others. So the excess deaths you're saying are what, and you say it's related to, people are not backing you up right now, you know, on the outside, because they say there may be other reasons for it. But you're saying, hey, this correlates, to the time of, of when the vaccine was put out there so your theory of the case on the deaths and then i want to walk through because you're going to get all the way to injuries in loss of work which is going to come i'm sure to trillions of dollars correct is that is, that's what you're saying the vaccine is going to be responsible for hundreds of billions or trillions of dollars of lost worker time
2: hundreds of billions and uh the productivity is the element we can't calculate and that that's even bigger but Here's the theory of the case simply from excess deaths and disabilities that I've been uh, uh, talking about now for about six months. The bottom line is this. This is the elevator pitch. Uh, Excess deaths in the group life segment, which is a very specialized part of the population, uh, the the elite amongst us, the Fortune 500 mid-sized company workers, their excess deaths in 21 were 40%. The general U.S. population was 32%. That normally doesn't happen. The group life policyholders are 25 through 64 Uh, They're the most healthy amongst us. That study has been proven uh, by the Society of Actuaries. They die usually one-third the mortality rate in any given year. So in 2021, that relationship flipped. That's uh, database number one, Society of Actuaries. Database number two is Disabilities, U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. We added about 3.2 million uh, disabled from a base of about 29 to 30 in a very short order. Uh, 1.7 million of those are employed, and the employed disability rate went up 31%, while the general U.S. population went up 8%. So what 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 is the theory of the case? Vaccines and mandates. So the employed of our country have had worse health outcomes since 21, 22, since 2020. So in 21, 22, and continues in 23, the employed of our population, it's been detrimental to your health to be employed. So that. You, you have excess deaths higher than the general population and you're getting disabled at a faster rate. So unless the virus transformed into a magical, mystical, fairy virus where it only affects the employed, uh, we have a problem in, in this country. And if it's not the vaccines, what is it and why aren't we talking about it? That's the theory of that case.
0: You, you're, you're, yeah, fine. Hang on for a second because I want to get to this because you're the guy that backs up with data. And when you hear Redfield say, "Hey, the great pandemic that they're working on in these labs is going to come as a as a as an avian flu from a bird to a human and then human transmission," you're saying, "Hey, that's fine, but we got a, we got our, we already have a pandemic here, and it's a pandemic of the vaccines. The pan, a pandemic correct. of the vaccine. Is that your theory of the case? That's, okay, that's now, that's correct. And why? This
3: data says it.
0: Yeah. Right. Just here's the point because a lot some people may not know Ed his day job is actually uh, as a as a capital markets hedge fund guy he came from blackrock was a portfolio manager um why is it? It, it why is it it seems to me that it's the group life insurance the insurance companies have got to be taking a hit on this am, am i incorrect on that they, they got to be taking oh, a hit why are they not is it what it, go ahead
2: Yeah, no you're correct on that they did take a hit In uh, 2021, end of 2021 and beginning of 22, but what they did is they raised prices for group life policy. They all still believe that it's uh, you know uh, COVID and what they call non-COVID. They're still running around mostly with their heads in the sand. Mostly these people are vaccinated, but uh, what the uh, the canary in the coal mine for them is whole life, which they use Byzantine uh, accounting rules for that. When they have to reassess their uh, excess mortality, long-term excess mortality rate, that's when all the write-offs are coming. Lincoln Financial had to take a big bath a couple quarters ago because they mispriced universal uh, life. So this is coming. The insurance companies but, are going to continue but, but, to lose money in hemorrhage.
0: Well, that's my question. You're, 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 the peoples in the audience that are are, 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 are strong believers in this, and your data that backs it up, aren't the biggest allies we have maybe i don't understand this well enough but aren't the biggest allies we have the insurance companies particularly the group life insurance companies that have had to take a hit on this to show that it's not just the vaccines but also the mandates aren't they aren't they the ones that line up against big pharma and the government agencies the, the regulatory merger that apparatus that came against the people aren't they aren't they the folks that you have to convince more than right now even the american population
2: Correct and uh, Josh Sterling, um, the gentleman from uh, uh, Sanford Bernstein, who helped me with my initial analysis, has formed the coalition to save lives. He has about 40 uh, insurance executives working with him, uh, but we we still don't have any senior leadership uh, at this in the C suite, and we're working on that. It's not it's not my project, but Josh is doing a great job, and he's uh, he's trying he's trying to get the insurance industry to admit they have a problem.
0: Now, as you go down to your, your point today in this analysis, and we'll eventually get the chart sorted and get you back on it, go through, you can show the math, because what I would like is you, like Cortez, you always bring evidence. Your theory of the case is expanding. You're saying, hey, it's not just the deaths, but we also have a situation where you're going to have a, a mass hit to basically people's productivity, wages, all that. And that's the case you're making now. And you're saying it's a case that's worth you can make the case that hundreds of billions of dollars were lost not just the american economy but for the individual worker who was either forced to, uh, under a mandate and to get these vaccines that hurt their wage earning ability is that essentially your theory of the case here
2: correct so there's three buckets so you got injuries which is going to be the largest dollar bucket disabilities second largest and the and the and the uh, third is the deaths and when we add them all up it's going to be it's going to be over 100 billion just in 2022 and then again, trying to calculate the lost productivity to the economy is uh, you know that that's hard to do, but that, that's a huge dollar amount. And the absence rates what? and the yeah, go ahead, Steve. Keep,
0: keep no, no, keep going. You're you're getting to keep going.
2: So I'll I'll just talk to the data, and if the charts come up, they come up. But here's the absence rate data. Basically, uh, it exploded starting in uh, 2021 and uh, 2022. In the absence data in 2020, we had you know uh, absence data go up, as you would suspect, people were getting sick, people were shut down, people were, yeah, there it is. Um, just th- that, if you look, you're a math guy, you're a chart guy, look at the slope of that line, it's accelerating. And uh, the standard deviation in 2020 was three from the baseline we calculated from 2002 to 2019. It's pretty steady, these absence rates. It went three standard deviations above in 2020, which you could make a case that we we could expect that. Then it went to five standard deviations in 2021, and then 11 in 2022. So there's evidence that people are continuing to get sick over time. And I hate to say this, but this this data is 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 uh, is evidence that we have uh, what a lot of doctors are talking about, which is Vades, vaccine-acquired emission, uh, immune deficiency syndrome. So. The, the, there's a lot of studies that have been done by the doctors that suggest the immune system gets blown up by the okay. vaccine. The, this would this would be, this give, me would the, be give, me ter- give me give me that
0: term. Give me give me give me that yeah. Because no way you could have five or eleven standard deviation shift. Give me that term again. That term of our. I want everybody to under this is nomenclature. People are going to have to understand. Give me that nomenclature called, again it's about called, the immunity it's
2: called Vades. vaccine acquired uh, immune deficiency syndrome. So there's been a lot of studies by. Uh, okay. uh, and, you know, the Cleveland Clinic came out and said that people who have been right. vaccinated seem to get COVID more and more than unvaccinated.
0: So here's the thing. Correct me if I'm wrong. But if you look at these charts and you look at the, the analysis, the insurance companies and the employers should be on our, the, to, to, to get a resolution of this. Correct. Um, this is, going to be a clash. this is going to be a clash of the titans because you're talking about the, some of the biggest and most powerful companies in, in corporate America in the world. To get a resolution that helps the citizens of the American people, if your theory is correct and it came from the vaccines, right, which still you guys are – you show correlation. Right now, I don't know if you've shown causation. But to do that, you need people that are incentivized on your side of the football. It seems to me you have the insurance companies and you have even the employers, right? Aren't they natural allies in this? And if that's the case, why are they, why do they appear not to be on our side of the football right now? Uh,
2: you know, that's a great question, Steve. And that's a $1,000 question right there. And I wish I knew why. Uh, this issue, uh, alerting the people of the damage of the vaccines, is still a work in progress. Um, we don't have uh, congressional hearings yet where for, for people like myself and the good doctors can testify yet. Uh, we had, you know, where Senator Ron Johnson had us out in December. Uh, there is an awareness of the problem that's starting to spread. So it feels like we're reaching some sort of inflection point. But it's 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 literally it's a grind, and uh, we don't have the mainstream media on when, our side. When when when
0: when, when you talk to, when you talk to people on capital markets and in in stocks and bonds and the macro that you talk about, you, you can show correlation and, all, and, and then you show causation. Right now, you can prove mathematically, it looks like, from these charts. I haven't studied them closely, but it looks like you can prove correlation. When you get pushback or people just don't want to hear it or you you hit a brick wall with the companies or the insurance about causation, what are you going to need to show with evidence to get them over that hurdle? That it's not just correlates with the time the vaccine was given and the time the mandates were there, but it was actually caused by that. Sir?
2: Well, you know, uh, I, I... you know, in the capital markets, you get evidence and you make a call. So I'm making the, the call. It's the vaccine. Uh, and, you know, I'm waiting for other people, scientists and what have you, to come fill it in uh, behind me. And I, I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. So I'm not going to be coming up with the smoking gun of the peer-reviewed study. Uh, th- this, is, this is actionable items. Uh, you know, we have lots of smart investors talking to us about our hedge fund because they see the data they believe the data is pointing in the right direction so it's it's your classic you know something's coming uh, you act in the capital markets and then you know the news flow comes later unfortunately
0: Ed, just hang on. We're going to hold you through the break. i got a lot more questions than this. So obviously, a fascinating, not just fascinating topic. But something has got to, this has got to get sorted. Um, short commercial break. Ed Doubt is going to join us from Hawaii in a, uh, in, a, in, a, in a moment. We also have Boris Epstein. We have Mike Davis, Mike Lindell. We're jammed up, but we're going to get through it all in the world. We will fight till they're all gone. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CC! Citizens, anyone who thinks they won't need emergency food isn't paying attention. Every day, the headlines get worse and worse and worse. Is the unthinkable next? It pays to prepare. That's why I seriously recommend you stock up on emergency food and you do it right away. You never know when the next shoe will drop, and when it does, emergency food will be hard to find. So get yours now. While it's on sale, go to MyPatriotSupply.com and check out their popular three-month emergency food kit. Right now, you'll save $200 per kit. Let me repeat that. $200 per kit savings. Each kit gives you a wide variety of delicious breakfasts, lunches dinners, drinks, and snacks, providing over 2,000 calories per day for optimum strength and energy. Act now and claim your $200 savings per kit. You'll sleep better knowing your family won't suffer if the worst ever happens. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and you'll enjoy free shipping too. That's MyPatriotSupply.com.
4: Here's your host, Stephen K. Bath.
0: Okay, welcome back. Uh, Ed, you got another slide I want you to go through, and then you, you're gonna have a big announcement next week that we'll have you back on, an explosive announcement. Also, I can tell you that Ed is gonna be very dialed into all the congressional stuff that's going on in COVID, all of that, and you'll hear more about that later. Give me this last chart.
2: All right, so we had absence rates, which is just you know a unit of one instance. This is work time hours lost, and this is where the money's located and the cost to the economy. Uh, in uh, 20 uh, and 21, the standard deviation was seven and a half times, but it continued to rise uh, You know, and double in 2022, the 13 standard deviation. And if you go to the next chart, uh, you can see that work time hours lost was 50% higher than 2019, and it accelerated into 2022. So as far as I'm concerned, until I'm proven wrong, and I'll admit I'm wrong if proven wrong, uh, we have... A problem in the workforce we have something going on with the immune systems of of the employed and they're 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 they're, they're getting sicker and sicker and you know this foots with anecdotes i'm hearing from lots and lots of people that come into my social media and dms that those who aren't vaccinated at a job uh notice that they're, they're those have, fellow have, workers that have, are, are calling in sick all the time
0: have you reached out to have you reached out because your guy likes data from everywhere have you reached out yet to big pharma arch representatives and presented this data to them and asked them for an explanation?
2: Uh, no, we haven't wasted our time with big pharma. Uh, you know the, that I, I only have so much time in the day. I, they're not going to respond, just like they're not responding to all. Would sorts you be? Of, yeah.
0: Would you be open if we could get representatives of big pharma on that? That you guys could get could could look at your data and have at it if we could do that?
2: Sure, I'll I'll debate anybody.
0: Okay fine i think it's low probability but we'll give them the option um real quickly you're gonna have a big announcement next week just can you just give the general headline of what you're you're gonna be coming back next week with what are you guys working on
2: so you know we've analyzed three buckets there's the dead that's one bucket the disabled that's bucket number two and what i just presented on your show today is bucket number three injuries they all have an economic cost associated with them we take a stab at analyzing it we're very conservative uh, I, I think almost too conservative, but that's the way my, my partners like to go. And we're coming up with a number that's going to be north of $100 a, a for 2022. And again, we don't know the productivity hit to the economy, but it's substantial.
0: Do you think, and I realize it's tough to because of these vaccines, the way the law is written, but do you think you have enough evidence or can build enough evidence, like the Naomi Wilson of the world, to, to actually... Uh, get uh, some of these uh, class action law- lawsuits uh, rolling? Do you think you have enough evidence or do you think that you have not yet proven the case enough that they could actually go to court on this?
2: Well, when I when I began my journey, I spoke with Brooke Jackson. I, I'm firmly in the belief that fraud uh, occurred during the clinical trials. Dr. Wolf has been on your show numerous times talking about the fact that these uh, the, the trials should have been pulled. We did an analysis, uh, and I think I talked about it on your show, linking uh, the mRNA clinical trials to the real world disabilities. We, 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 there's a, there's correlation there. We've got about 0.9. So they, they should they should have they should have stopped this, the trials due to safety signals. Then they didn't. Uh, and the data they presented, I think ultimately will be proven to be fraud. That's my humble opinion.
0: Ed, uh, back last year, in in the, around uh, before Thanksgiving, you called uh, you and your partners called a recession that would start either at the end of the first quarter or the beginning of the second. Given the fiasco we've had in the last 10 days, two weeks, f- everywhere from Switzerland to Silicon Valley, what, what's your assessment today?
2: Yeah, so uh, as we're uh, finishing up the vaccine uh, damage report, we're flipping uh, our attention to the economy and what we do normally. And uh, Carlos sent to me this morning uh, his economic cycle indicators. And as you would suspect, they're in the the basement and they're going to get worse. And we're looking for a uh, bottom or deep uh, recession going into the fall. It's already started. The banking crisis has emerged and it's only going to get worse. And it's baked into the cake. There's nothing the Fed can do. There's nothing anybody can do. Because you know there's a lag effect on monetary policy. They jammed interest rates from zero up 500 basis points. So that's baked into the cake. A deep, deep recession. And now we're going to play whack-a-mole all the way down into uh, the bottom. And this, it seems like they're putting the fingers in the dike. The hole is deep. The credit hole is deep. And they're going to—they they don't know how deep. And what they're doing is not going to stop it.
0: Um. When you say the credit hole is deep, your, your, your point is you can open up as many discount windows as possible. You can flood the zone with liquidity. It's deeper and more systemic than that. Is, is that your point that you're not going to stave off what's coming?
2: No. And, and, and my suspicion is this. Uh, they need to do a, a ginormous bazooka, but they can't politically do that bazooka because, you know, it's going to be obvious to everyone that they're bailing everybody out. I suspect the bazooka comes and people will beg for it as stock markets careen a lot lower. Cooperman's right. It's coming. You know, it's not a question of if, but when the stock market goes down 20, 30, 40% into the fall. So that that's coming. And I suspect they're going to want people to beg for the bazooka. So that's what we have to be on guard for Steve. Is that everybody freaking out? And then we, you know, we ask for that.
0: Yeah, no, you're going to get, this is going to take steely resolve to get through this one. Uh, how, brother Dowd, how do the people get to you, the book, which is a blockbuster, the book, and then all your content?
2: Yeah, so the most important data right now is on our website at financetechnologies.com under the Humanity Project. Everything I've talked about is there, uh, and, uh, it's a, and it's uh, spelled with a PH rather than an F. And uh, the book is Cause Unknown uh, The Epidemic of uh, Sudden Death in 21 and 22. And that can be found at Amazon or skyhorsepublishing.com. Um, I'm on getter at Edward Dowd and Twitter at Doud Edward. Um, but, you know, I would really love our website. And with all the data, we have all the receipts. We have excess tests for all of Europe, the UK, Germany, US, Canada, uh, not Canada yet, but Australia. We have the disab- US disability data, and we just dropped the absence rate data. The vaccine damage data is coming next. We're also doing a VAERS analysis. So we have all the receipts. We have everything a lawyer needs to claim damages. We're we're laying it out for everybody.
0: And we're going to reach out to Pharma, see if they would come on. It would be fascinating. The dead, the disabled, and the injured. That's who uh, Ed Dowd and his team are looking out for. Ed, thank you. Honored to have you on here, brother. Thank you for coming on. Thanks, Steve. Put that analytical brain of Wall Street uh, to work for humanity, right? Not that Wall Street's not for humanity, sometimes. Uh, Mike Davis uh, joins us. Mike, we haven't had time to kind of break down this. And I want to make sure that people, the people, the problems in the country are so awful right now. Geopolitically, I haven't had even time. I'll talk tonight about the Putin thing We've got a lot. And Monica Crowley is going to join us tomorrow. We're going to break all that down because that's historic what's going on geopolitically. It's historic what's happening in the world's capital markets. But you're seeing, Davis, and I know you're a law and order guy, a lawyer, the rule of law. This is as disturbing as anything that's going on, the administrative state, and basically once again tearing up the rule book and changing the rules on uh, this fiasco. This is an embarrassment, not an embarrassment to, to President Trump. This is an embarrassment to the country. Mike Davis.
5: Yeah, so George Soros funded Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg is bringing a political prosecution against President Trump. And he is coming up with a bogus legal theory, trumped up charges against President Trump. Essentially, he's taking a 2016 uh, settlement of a nuisance claim by President Trump and somehow transforming that into a felony campaign finance violation. Even the liberal New York Times has thrown shade on this theory. Jonathan Turley wrote a piece uh, trying, uh, asking how this is not outside of the five-year statute of limitations, even if you can plausibly uh, make this legal theory, a, even in New York, even in Manhattan, a. Uh, but 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 hang
0: on, isn't it's not even it doesn't but but it doesn't even rise to a campaign finance? Isn't it just a bookkeeping? thing of how the expenses how the accountants charge the expenses i mean isn't it down to level just some misdemeanor and to even make it relevant they got to then put some bogus conspiracy charge on it. i mean the actual thing they're looking at is really an administrative bookkeeping entry thing about about administrative about where these legal expenses or were they other expenses am i wrong in that it's not not even the campaign finance thing's kind of a a side part of that not even raised to it am i am i right or wrong on that
5: well, what 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 Alvin Bragg is doing? He's turning a at best a bookkeeping misdemeanor that's never prosecuted, and at that the problem is, is this is back in two thousand and sixteen, so we're outside of the two year statute of limitations in New York. So he's coming up with this bogus legal theory to transform this into a felony, and somehow he's gonna he's gonna charge Trump with this felony. It's gonna backfire. This is gonna backfire. Badly on the Democrats, just like Mar-a-Lago, where Trump's poll numbers went up by 11 points. Trump's poll numbers are going to go up again. You're already seeing Republicans of all factions, including people who don't like Trump, uh, rallying behind Trump, going after Alvin Bragg. And frankly, this is going to undermine the Democrats' other uh, bogus investigations, including the Fulton County investigation and special counsel Jack Smith investigation on Mar-a-Lago. Those are, all three of these investigations are bogus, but this Alvin Bragg one is the most bogus. His own office, the Manhattan DA's office, declined to prosecute this. So did the Manhattan U.S. Attorney's Office. This is not a felony. This is not a campaign finance violation. Uh, Former FEC Commissioner Brad Smith wrote a piece saying how this is not a campaign finance violation. They are trying to get Trump. They are worried that they can't beat him in the polls, and so they're simply going to indict him. This will guarantee that President Trump wins the Republican primary and that he wins back the White House in 2024 after Alvin Bragg indicts him, and it's going to undermine Jack Smith's and Fulton County DA's investigations.
0: You're you're a man of the law, and in fact, I know you personally quite well. Uh, I, I'm honored to call you a, a friend and a colleague, and I've seen that you've done things to 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 help the people uh, at the at the expense of your own personal net worth and the revenues you can make and the jobs you could ha- the lo- the law firms you could work at all that because you're you're a tribune of the people. Have you ever seen in your profession ever seen? prominent institutions and quite frankly very prominent people just tear up the rule book. You know, we talked about today in the capital markets in Switzerland, they just changed the law overnight, right? The the SPV every day you have these institutions in the capital markets economy just they're right, right up on Capitol Hill right now. They're over Treasury right now trying to weasel around how they get around the FDIC rules so they can under they can guarantee all the fat cats uh, uh, um, all the fat cats uh, deposits. But have you ever seen here in law This assault on President Trump, there's something deeply sick about it. And and I want to have a man of the law explain it to me. How, How could these great institutions, these prominent people from the finest law schools and law firms, be after this guy like a pack of jackals at every level, sir? Yeah, I mean, we've
5: seen this since before he was elected. Russia, Russia, Russia. They've impeached him twice. It's constant constant bogus investigations while they ignore the Biden family being clearly on the Chinese payroll. I mean, that's indisputable now that there were payments from the CCP to the Biden family over a million dollars, right? They can't hide that. That was House Oversight Chairman James Comer's uh, subpoena to the banks, and that, it's indisputable now. Maybe that's why Alvin Bragg is repackaging these uh, these charges that his office and the U.S. Attorney's office in Manhattan previously rejected. But remember, Steve, we've talked about this. This is no longer our parents or grandparents. Democrat Party. These are not liberals who love America and just disagree with conservatives on the best way to get there. These are leftists. These are these are people. These are Marxists. They hate America. They they hate due process. They, they believe in Me Too. They hate equality. They believe in equity. They hate free speech. They believe in censorship. These are people.
0: Mike, can I just hold you for a, a quick hot minute on the other side? Because I got to ask you about Jim Jordan's letter and do you believe that that's going to have any any impact? Mike Davis, we only got it for a couple minutes on the other side. Mike Lindell's going to join a short commercial break. Back in a moment. And you
3: all over
5: We're taking down the CCP. Spread the word all through Hong Kong. We will fight till they're all gone. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the
0: CCP. In Joe Biden's America, criminals are exalted and the police are condemned. Sad to say, but you need to be prepared and properly trained to defend yourself and to defend your family. Thankfully, there's iTarget Pro. This revolutionary system. Allows you to dry fire practice with your actual firearm anytime in the safety and privacy of your own home. No more inconvenient trips to the range and with inflation causing the price of ammo to skyrocket, you save a ton of money. Just download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into your firearm and start your training experience. iTarget will help you develop muscle memory, sharpen target reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger function and more iTarget Pro comes in all the major calibers, so you can stay sharp with almost any firearm. Go to iTargetPro.com right now and save 10% plus. Get free shipping with the offer code BANNON, B-A-N-N-O-N, all one word. This makes a great gift for Father's Day and is less expensive than a few hours at the range. That's the letter iTargetPro.com. That's iTargetPro.com. Offer code BANNON, B-A-N-N-O-N.
2: The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the
0: marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want, the way you want Download now. Okay, welcome back. By the way, get up on Getter. Tonight on Getter, Royce White, I will spend an hour, over an hour, I think an hour and 10 or 15 as Royce White going through the financial crisis. I don't think you want to miss it. Royce is really getting to be a, a real expert in this area and ask some great uh, questions. So you want to see that tonight as I break everything down. Uh, and, but my point is we're covering stuff on Getter 24-7, so make sure you download totally free. You can use it easy. Mike Davis, I know you're jammed uh, as you become a media darling. You know, we created a monster here. Um, Davis, what people want to know is the letter from Jim Jordan. Is it meaningful? Is it is it in the right direction? Is this not it's not to protect the president, but to actually make sure that th- this thing is explained to people. Do you think it'll have any impact? Will, will Alvin uh, Bragg respond to it? Well, I don't know if Bragg is going to respond,
5: but I think it's it's a a, a very good letter by Jim Jordan, I, and he deserves credit for this. I'm a constant critic of Jim Jordan, but I, I'm going to give him credit where credits due. And this is an important letter because it sends a very strong message that we're not going to allow our country to to devolve into a third world third world Marxist hellhole, banana republic where these. Local George Soros funded prosecutors think they get to decide the election for the American people. The, the American people get to decide who's going to be the president, not George Soros's puppet prosecutor, Alvin Bragg in Manhattan.
0: Mike, uh, 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 Brother Davis, how do people get to you uh, on your social media and the site?
5: article3project.org, article3project.org, Number at article3project, at article 3 Project on Truth, and my personal is at MRDDMIA, MRDDMIA, and thank you, Steve.
0: Thanks for getting time for us today. Appreciate it. We're going to have a lot more at 5 o'clock today. We're going to get into all the polling. The polls are coming out. Trump's blowing people away. Uh, Mike Lindell, um, you've spent more, when Mike Davis talks about the hellhole, the legal process, You've dedicated, quite frankly, most of your life, besides running the company and running your network for the Christian um, uh, renewal of of drug addicts and alcoholics and other people that have problems, you you, you fought the fight on this. I know we're going to the Supreme Court today in Arizona. Walk us through, since you've seen up close and personal and essentially put your company in play here because of this, what's Mike Lindell's assessment?
3: Well, this—I'll uh, tell you—I was just reading the appeal, and it is absolutely amazing. I've showed it to a couple other lawyers. Say, what do they think? They all believe in a normal world, this would be—they would accept this case in a in a second and and uh, and run through it, and it would be uh, uh, Carrie Lake would be governor uh, next week if it was uh, if if we were in the times that uh, we're not in right now. Um, there's a prayer gathering that we have going on right now that Carrie Lake's got going on, and uh, we all need to pray for this case to go through. It's more than just Carrie Lake; they broke our laws, our our constitution. And if this becomes the precedent, precedence for everything, it's over. Um, this case is so important. We need to pray for those justices, those seven justices down there in the Arizona Supreme Court, to accept this. Steve, they, they they have to accept this. Um, we've, uh, and if they, uh, if they accept it, then based on, based on the merits of this case, it's so blatant. It's like, you broke the law, you broke the law, you broke the law. And, and then it's easy for them because in Arizona, right in their own constitution, it says, here's the relief, here's the relief. So they, they, it's pretty cut and dry. Yep. This happened. And see, they, they shouldn't even get attacked for it because it already says what, what they can do as, uh as the judges and the justices in this case. But everybody, it's more important than anything I believe going on right now in our country because if this becomes the norm, it's over. This wasn't about what's inside the machines and stuff that went on. These were blatant things they broke, like no testing, chain of custody, uh, run back, running through 35,000 ballots. I mean, there's so many illegal things that were done that it says you have to do this, you have to do this, you have to do this. Well, we didn't do it. So what? We're not going to, we're Katie Hobbs, your governor. I mean, this has to change now. And, um, and and Steve, if it doesn't, uh, and I've said it before, if they don't look at this, we're not stopping there. This is a Supreme Court. It'll go right up to the U.S. Supreme Court with nine justices because this can't, we can't just give up on this. We have to win.
0: The Cary Lake Prayer Service is 1030 to noon in Mo and Grace, if you can get the location and put it up on all our sites so people know it's Arizona time. 1030 to noon, Arizona time. Uh, Mike, uh, MyPillow 2.0, uh, I can tell you from the, from the producers and uh, talent here in the war room, it, it gets us through on the little sleep we get. We get great quality sleep. Tell us, tell us about the pillow itself. Tell us about how you developed it and why yeah. it's such a, uh, a, a next level from the original MyPillow.
3: Yeah, and this was a big blessing to my employees and stuff too. That they're back making and doing what they love—manufacturing my pillow—and this being my pillow 2.0. When I invented my pillow, Steve, uh, back in 2004, it took about a year to invent. Nothing was changed with the patented fill and the fabric. Everything was the same for oh, almost uh, what 18 years, 19 years, and then early last year, I heard about. A temperature-regulating thread, a cooling thread that was developed here in the United States. And myself, knowing more, knowing about sleep, that it's all about height. You know, keeping your neck straight and temperature. And uh, I said, you know what? Let's let's make a fabric from that thread. So they they started working on this other company started working on it. It took uh, I don't know th- four or five months, and we got it back about November. And I'm going, wow, then I had a prototype made. I've been sleeping on it for four months. We launched this about a month ago, and it is your best sleep in history just got even better. And uh, buy one now, get one free with promo code WARROOM, and you're supporting not only um, all my employees and their families, uh, it's so important. We're we're throwing out an extra special, (laughs) Steve. A pair of slippers. Yep. We're closing them out all season for
0: $25. 25 bucks for the slippers. Make sure you go MyPillow 2.0. You go to com. Promo code WARM. That's the site. Get all the buy one, get one free, it's all the specials. Mike, as we leave you, the Daily Mail, Jeff Earl, the great political editor for the U.S., part of the Daily Mail, the biggest uh, news site in the world. Prominently displayed, brother, uh, your uh, interview here on the WARM yesterday where we referred to, I referred to... Governor DeSantis as a weasel for his, his cheap shot on the porn star, uh, you know hush money, and you referred to him as a Trojan horse. It's in the headlines of the Daily Mail. We're going to talk about it this afternoon. Charlie Kirk is next from uh, from noon to what two or three o'clock. Charlie Kirk and Real America's Voice. He follows populism, nationalism. Mike Lindell, thank you so much. We're going to be back here from five to seven tonight on fire in the war room.